today's episode of the Windshield Factor Podcast, we'll be talking about Mel Kuyper's draft, see where how it affects the AFC East as a whole, and we'll also be taking some fan questions like we did last week. All that and more next on the Windshield Factor. for tuning into the Windshield Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Justice Rafford, and this is Built in Buffalo. Today, we're just going to go over the mock draft that Mel Kuyper Jr. and Tom McShay both had on April 1st. Uh, they they did like a back and forth type of thing, so it wasn't like a legitimate mock draft for either of them, but I feel like with their expertise in tandem, it uh, it could be a little bit more reliable than maybe one of theirs uh, just, you know, biased uh, assessments. Not necessarily biased, but uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you, you have two different opinions instead of one. I feel like that could be uh, a little bit more accurate, maybe, possibly. Um, you know, they're both really good at what they do. So uh, let's get into it. I figure since the Jets pick number two, and the Dolphins pick number six. We might as well just do the top six real quick. And we can go into the Bills draft and who they sell, they projected for the Buffalo Bills. And then uh, we can get into some fan questions. So at number one overall, we have Trevor Lawrence. That doesn't seem like it was going to change. And it doesn't seem like it will change. Um, so Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be headed to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Um in that program over there. Uh, Zach Wilson, number two to the Jets. I personally feel like Sam Darnold is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league, to be honest. If there's 32, that means 16 is halfway. I feel like he is more than definitely a top 16 quarterback. He's at least a top 12 quarterback. Mm, um, he's top 15 in my opinion. Um, I feel like he doesn't have the necessary tools around him you know I said the same thing with Josh Allen his rookie year he didn't have the tools around him people thought he was bad trash whatever I don't necessarily believe that I think that he didn't have anything he needed to succeed you know uh so it wasn't necessarily the easiest task to you know lead a team that was a horrible offensive line that you know didn't have many weapons around him um, you see what he did in the second season when he got a little bit, a couple of weapons, Cole Beasley, John Brown, um, a revamped offensive line. Uh, and then you obviously see what he did in the third season when, you know, all those weapons upgraded even more. I think this is the same situation for Sam Darnold. Uh, they just didn't necessarily put him in a position to succeed, in my opinion. So I feel like for them to give up on him is premature, but, you know, he'll probably get to go to a different situation where he can make a name for himself. And I think that he will be a successful starting quarterback in this league one day. Um, So if they do give up on Sam Darnold, I'll be happy as a Bills fan because I don't necessarily like Zach Wilson. You you get a rookie coming in, you know what I mean? And, you know, he may be a great quarterback one day. I don't know, but I know that rookies aren't typically better than four year vets. So, uh, and, and maybe, hey, maybe it's a competition. Maybe, you know, Darno keeps the job. Maybe it's a bunch of maybes. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper seem to believe that the Jets are going to take Zach Williams. Uh, there's other people who believe that they'll take Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle. We'll see. Uh, 
Um, number three, quarterback Mac Jones, Alabama to San Francisco 49ers. I don't believe this personally. I think they're going to go ahead and take Justin Fields, but, you know, people are insiders and they have more information than me. But um, I don't, it's nonsensical for me personally to go all the way up to three to take a quarterback who probably would have been there, you know, maybe at seven, eight, nine. You know what I mean? 10, maybe even 12 where you, I think they were originally scheduled to pick. Uh, so, uh, not sure, but you could have maybe traded up, uh, during the draft maybe. So you give up less assets. Uh, but anyway, I think you, you move up that high if you want to take Justin Fields. I don't necessarily think that that's a Mac Jones pick there. Uh, so we'll see about that one as well. Number four to the Atlanta Falcons, tight end Kyle Pitts. That guy is a stud. That guy is, he's just ridiculous. 4'4", 40. Uh, just a mammoth as far as size. He's, he's a dog. You know, he has the speed. He has the strength. He has the athleticism. He has the physicality. He has the, the ability. You know, he's, he's the best player in this draft, if you ask me personally. Um, so, I was... I don't think the Bills have enough capital to go up and get him. Um, and I don't think that we would need to go get him, honestly. I don't think that he would be like a game changer for our roster. He would be, but not to the point that we give up everything to go get a top five pick. And you know what I mean? I don't see that happening. Um, and plus, you know, there's been other guys, you know, Eric Ebron, you know, guys like that who were supposed to be like the greatest thing ever. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Number five, wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Cincinnati Bengals. Got the LSU connection going to Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Um, I like that for for Cincinnati. Um, I don't necessarily know if they have the right coach, but we'll see about that. Uh, I like what they're trying to do over there in Cincinnati. uh, So we'll see how that pans out. And finally, number six, we have Devonta Smith going to the Dolphins. Now, I personally am not a fan of Tua. It's the exact opposite of Sam Darnold. I think that Sam Darnold has massive amounts of talent and that if he was in a good situation that was for him, he would be able to thrive. I think that Tua is in an amazing situation and he just hasn't performed well, in my opinion. I, I just don't see it. Um, I don't know. Could be a franchise quarterback. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but he doesn't pass my eye test. If I'm the, the Dolphins here, I would want to probably go get a quarterback. But um, that's not what Tommy Shea and McIver see is happening. Uh, and also, you know, I'm, I'm glad that Jamar Chase is off the board because I feel like he's the best wide receiver in his class. Devontae Smith is probably not far off from from Jamar Chase. But, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver. And I like Watt a little little more than than Devontae Smith. So, uh, yeah, the Dolphins take Jamar. I'm sorry, the Dolphins take Devontae Smith. And then, actually, just real quick, the Panthers would take Trey Lance, quarterback. And then the Lions would take wide receiver, Waddle from Alabama. Broncos take cornerback Patrick Sustain the second. Uh, Dallas takes J.C. Horn, cornerback, who was projected in some drafts to fall fall to us. Now, we could get J.C. Horn. That is obvious. You know what I'm saying? That's like like a no-brainer. So, we'll see. 
Um, and then finally, we have the Patriots trading up to pick number 11 to go get quarterback Justin Fields. Now, a couple of months ago, it was Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields, who should be the number one pick. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is not that much better than Justin Fields. Justin Fields is probably better than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Justin Fields should be the number one overall pick. Now, all of a sudden, Justin Fields is the fifth best quarterback in this draft. I don't know what these people are doing or what they believe or what is happening to, you know, in a couple of months to make this kid's stock go just plummet it, you know, just to make this kid's stock just plummet. Uh, but they have him falling 11 to the Patriots. I don't see that happening. I think he is the second, if not the best quarterback in this draft. And I think that San Francisco's traded up to take him I don't see any reason you would trade that up that high in March to go get Mac Jones that makes no sense to me but we will see what happens uh Justin Fields with the Patriots that would be scary to a degree Justin Fields with Bill Belichick would be scary I don't know if the Patriots their roster currently presented as it is is like anything to be scared of per se, but I do think that Justin Fields is ultra talented, and with Bill Belichick, I think that he could be pretty good. Now, I don't like Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance all of a sudden, all three. I've heard all three of them be compared to Josh Allen now. I don't understand it. Like, it's it's really annoying to me personally like how before last year nobody even liked Josh Allen and I've had this argument on Twitter with people Josh Allen during his rookie year didn't have very much help what did you expect him to look like of course his numbers was going to be bad everybody was dropping everything (laughs) like you know completion percentage is not going to be there when everybody's dropping everything uh, you know, he, he was a rookie. He wasn't supposed to be playing, but he was playing behind Nathan Peterman and, and, and AJ McCarron. Like he didn't have anybody in front of him who was even a good quarterback to help him develop like a uh, Tua who has us, uh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Sam Darnold even had Ryan Fitzpatrick at a point. Um, you know, uh, a Patrick Mahomes who had Alex Smith, who was a first overall pick. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, I, I Josh had nothing. Josh had to learn the ropes by himself. He had to do everything by himself. And as I've said consistently, he has gotten better every eight games statistically. I don't think there's a a comp to Josh Allen. And I I think you're playing a dangerous game thinking that your quarterback could end up like Josh Allen because that is unprecedented. So for it to happen the next, the very, you know what I'm saying, three, four years later, I just don't see it happening. Um, So... I do think Justin Fields is very, very talented. Trey Lance is very, very talented. Uh, Zach Wilson and, you know, Trevor Lawrence, very talented, obviously. I don't think that any of them are comp to Josh Allen. I think that that is just people wanting the new shiny toy, you know. Um, they see what we built in Buffalo. <laughs> no pun intended. Maybe a little bit pun intended a little bit than what they built in Buffalo um you get a stud defensive coordinator from like Sean McDermott go from Carolina to Buffalo 
you take a you get a D, uh, a GM who is on board on the same page as your head coach. You get your quarterback and you build around them. Now we see teams like the Jets going and getting their defensive coordinator and Robert Sala. We've seen the Dolphins going and get their defensive coordinator and uh, Flores. We see obviously the Patriots have a decent defensive coordinator and Bill Belichick. Obviously, they're not copying our blueprint, but the the AFC East is now full of defensive guys. And for the first time in my lifetime as a Bills fan, there you know, typically in the AFC East is so weird. There's only one good quarterback at a time, if any at all, in the in the, in the division. Actually, yeah, one good quarterback at a time. Um, last year. So 2019 and 2020, I would say there were one and a half to two good quarterbacks. I think that Tom Brady, we see that Tom Brady wasn't a bad quarterback just based off based off of the strength of what he did in Tampa Bay this year. He obviously didn't lose it. He just didn't have the talent around him to succeed. Now I say that he was about three-fourths of a good quarterback. Josh was about three-fourths of a good quarterback. He wasn't great. Um, he was good. He was, he was serviceable. He was above average, in my opinion. So I would say that eh, was about one and a half good quarterbacks. Now, this year, you have Fitzpatrick, who was far and away better than Tua. But he wasn't a good quarterback. I feel like he was serviceable. He was, he was above average, in my opinion. Uh, Sam Darnold didn't play well at all. Josh McCown obviously didn't play well at all. Tua didn't play well, in my opinion. Matt Bar or Matt Barkley probably played the third best in the division <laughs> as far as quarterbacks go. Limited time, obviously, but still. Um, and even now, when we got Mr. Trubisky, I feel like we might have the second best quarterback in the division, honestly. Uh, as far as, the, as, as, you know, as well as the first one. So uh, I think, I feel like Mitch Trubisky might be better than every quarterback in the AFC East, except for Josh Allen. We'll see. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and skip all the way to pick 30, where the Bills have selected Jalen Phillips, defensive end out of Miami. This kid is a beast. I call him the magician because he's not overly fast. He's not overly strong. He's not... He is strong. He's strong as hell. But he's not like, you know, like a Chase Young or, a, or a, you know, um, Ed, a, a Aaron Donald. You know, guys like that who are just like super strong, will bulldoze you over, etc. He's not like that. But the reason I call him a magician is because it seems he, he seems to make plays by like any means necessary. Uh, he, he just gets to the ball carrier. Whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the running back, it doesn't matter. He just gets to the ball carrier. He makes plays. And I, I really like that about him. Um, so I would actually be very happy with that pick. I think that I think I'm pretty sure he has some injury issues a little bit. So we'll see about that. But you know, you get him in there with a rotation with Mario Addison. I feel like he'll be plenty fine. All right, uh, Mario Addison, AJ Epinesa, uh, and he'll he'll definitely be good to go ahead and um, develop. You know, get get healthy, get developed, um, you know, and, and turn into the football player he'll become in this system. I feel like with Ed Oliver coming back, or start, I'm sorry, start to start to do, <laughs> I always mess up his name, Starlo Toulet, um, 
I feel like with him coming back, Ed Oliver is going to be taking a, a, a less double teams. He's going to be able to create more penetration. So if you do double team him, that means that AJ Abinessa has to make a play. That means that Jerry Hughes has to make. Jerry Hughes does make plays. You know, let's be honest. Jerry Hughes is that guy. You know, Jerry Hughes is one of the best defensive ends in the league. Quite honestly, he just doesn't get the credit for it. Um, Jerry Hughes is going to make a play. AJ Abinessa needs to make a play. Uh, Jalen Phillips will need to make a play. Uh, Mario Addison will need to make a play. So if you got Ed Oliver out there being single team, he's gonna make a play. So if you double team him, we need other guys to step up. So I feel like Jalen Phillips will be able to step up and, and make some plays for us. And I'm really, really excited about the prospect of having him on our team. I'm not of the belief that Dean is gonna sit at 30 and just wait. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that he's either going to trade up or trade down. Not sure, but we'll see what happens. Don't want to necessarily trade down unless you're going to go get a couple cornerbacks with those picks. Uh, I do feel like there's a lot of talent in the draft, but, you know, you know, I kind of want a premium talent. I feel like we're at, we're at a point with our roster where we don't necessarily have like a bunch of holes. And, um, we're not extremely, we're, we're in a weird position where we don't have a bunch of holes and we're not extremely talented, you know, so I feel like we need a playmaker who can bring an infusion of youth, an infusion of explosive, explosiveness, uh, and can just be a playmaker, whether it's offense or defense, doesn't really matter, um, just, just, just change the ball game, change our team a little bit, you know, and add uh, something that we didn't have before. So I look forward to that. I wouldn't be opposed to trading up, packaging a couple picks and going up and getting somebody. So <clears throat> that's my opinion on that. So right now, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some fan questions. We don't have that many this week. Um, I didn't I didn't really ask for that many, honestly. I just kind of, uh, I've, I've had a late start because, you know, I've been traveling and so... I didn't really have time to do a lot. This podcast is probably going to be a little bit late, um, but we're, we're going to take just a few questions. And um, yeah, so we have a couple questions from EJ Daniels, my man. Um, he asked, which free agent on the market currently will help the Bills the most? I feel like the draft hasn't happened yet, and we don't have Jalen Phillips on our roster, so we don't know if we will have Jalen Phillips on our roster. With that being said, I feel like the best addition we could add to our team right now it's probably a guy like Jadavion Clowney. I just feel like Jadavion Clowney is a monster. He's a beast. He's a problem. He he just creates pressure. He doesn't always get the sack, but he's going to create pressure. He's going to be in your backfield almost every play. Um, and we need that. We need help stopping the run. You know, we need to put pressure on people. We need uh, all of that. And when uh, Jadavion Clowney is getting pressured, that means that Somebody's going to have to step up in the pocket, which means that Ed Oliver is going to be able to create pressure. Uh, and it's just a trickle-down effect. Um, so uh, I would love to see that. Um, it's probably not going to happen. And if it does happen, it probably won't happen until after the draft to see where we are as far as depth and everything else. But I would say, yeah, Jadavion Connie, Casey Hayward Jr. as well. Um, I feel like he could be good for us. Um he also asked another question. How will Miami edge Jalen Hillis fit into the Bills defensive scheme? Well, yeah, I kind of mentioned this. I feel like he'll probably be a rotational piece with uh, Jeff Nessa or Mario Addison. Um, so 
Yeah, I feel like he'll fit well. You know, he's a beast off the end. He's not like super fast, but he's quick. Um, he, you know, he has the athleticism, he has the explosion. Uh, he, he, he has great feet, footwork, uh, great hands. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he'll fit well into our defense. Go get the quarterback. You know, we don't do anything crazy. You know, like we, we, we prevent big plays. And when you're playing prevent defense and preventing big plays, in order to stop a team before they get to the red zone and you have to, you know, bend and not break is to create pressure because that makes people make mistakes. And that's where turnovers happen. That's where incomplete passes happen. That's where interceptions and fumbles, you know, happen. So pressure burst pipes. So I feel like we need a lot more pressure uh, on our defensive line. So thank you for your question, EJ. Another question from my man, Jamal Harris. How do you feel our O-line going up against the upgraded D-lines from our division rivals? I feel like our O-line gets kind of a break because Josh Allen is behind center. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to defend Josh Allen. Um, you know, if you play man, we have Cole Beasley and, and Stephon Diggs and, and now Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and then uh, Stephen Singletary on the backfield. You know, we have like really a lot of playmakers who... Single coverage, I don't know if you can stop them when they're healthy. You can't, like, cover them one-on-one when they're healthy. So if you're blitzing extra people, that means you have less people in coverage. And man coverage, you're probably going to get beat. Um, so with that being said, people don't typically blitz us a lot. And when they do, they get burned. So, you know, uh, I feel like we'll probably see a lot of four-man rushes. Uh, deep zones, maybe shallow zones. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I I don't feel like I feel like Josh can can he, he's a lot like Patrick Mahomes in a sense where he can use his athleticism to you know extend the play. He can use his athleticism to extend the play. He can get out of the pocket. He can avoid a tackle. He can break a tackle. He can do a lot of different things. I'm not overly worried about it. Uh, we got our whole offensive line back. We got another year of continuity together. They started to get it together toward the end of the season last year. Uh, the the Chiefs just just had a, a plan for us. You know, they they were just better prepared than us. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that much better than us. I think they just were better prepared. You know, they've been in the AFC Championship. You know, they've been to the Super Bowls. You know, that was kind of like our first experience, and I just don't think we were right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not overly concerned about them. Uh, and our final question is from 702 Sports Cat. Uh, what more do you want to see from Josh to put him over the top? Um, checkdowns. I feel like Josh's biggest weakness now is, is not seeing the checkdown. You know, I, I, a lot of times you look at Brady, you look at Rodgers, and their first read is their checkdown whenever somebody's playing too deep of zone. Josh will, you know, scan the field and come to his check down. A lot of times it'll be probably a little late or, you know, he might decline the option to give it to the check down. Uh, and he might scan the field again, use his feet, you know, escape pressure, escape the pocket and uh, make a play. But if you just give it to your back out the backfield when you see deep zones and he gets eight, nine to 20 yards, you know what I mean? Like I see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady do that all the time. I feel like once Josh utilizes that, not only does your completion percentage, you know, go up more than it already has, uh, but 
you know, you, you get some easy plays. You get you get easy chunk yards. You get, um, you know, you get to watch your playmakers make plays. You know, you have to realize that Josh isn't the only playmaker we have anymore, thank God. So, uh, you have to, I, I feel like they have to be able to trust people, and that'll come. So, uh, thank you guys for your questions. Uh, I also want to thank you guys for listening. I uh, really appreciate the support. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at JA17NVP. My name is Justice. Thank you guys so much for listening to the One Show Factor podcast. And again, this is Built in Buffalo. See you later.